Hi, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Cover Zero podcast. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and today I'm going to be going over some of my NFL hot takes for the season, along with some eh, decently early NFL award predictions. Uh, So this has been a long time coming for me, if we're being honest. I've been thinking about doing this for the last, God, I don't know, eight years since I was in high school still. Um, I'm happy to finally be doing this. I love talking about football. It is one of my favorite things in the world. And hey, if people want to listen to what I want to say, I I welcome it. I think I have fairly unbiased takes as one can have for being an NFL fan because honestly, we're all crazy at the end of the fucking day. But yeah, what makes me qualified to talk about football Not a whole lot. Honestly, growing up, I was a hockey player. I'm from Canada. That's what we do here. We play hockey. It gets cold in the winter, and you put on skates, and that's about it. I played one year of organized football. Uh, Hey, that one year I played, I was an all-star. Might have been grade eight, but can't take that away from me. Uh, But yeah, no, I've been an NFL fan for... A true, true NFL watching every Sunday for probably the last seven years now. But following the league, I'd say since 2010. But I've been a fan of the Dolphins since, I'm going to say, 2002. And you might ask, Jason, you're from Canada. Why the fuck are you a Dolphins fan? I don't know. I think... I used to play Madden, oh god, what Madden would that have been? Madden 04 or, or 05 when the Dolphins had Ricky Williams, Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, Pat Sertan, Sam Madison. Like It was a fun team to play with in Madden when I was six, and yeah, I liked the Dolphins, and that was an awful choice for six-year-old me because I have felt nothing but pain from this team over the last almost two decades now. Hopefully that changes this season. I have high hopes, but we'll get into that when I do my season or my division breakdowns, which will be coming up in August. Stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, so I guess let's just get right into it with some of my hot takes. So I'm going to start with my level one hot takes here. Uh, let's see which one. Okay, I'll start with this one. I don't think the Rams are going to win the NFC West. Not that hot of a take in my opinion, but again, some people think the Rams are going back to the Super Bowl or going to be Super Bowl contenders. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders this year. I think if you look at that team and what they lost in the offseason with guys like Vaughn Miller, uh, Robert Woods, Andrew Whitworth, Austin Blythe, Darius Williams... Uh, did I say Robert Woods? I think I might have said Robert Woods. Oh, that's the guy. OBJ, but he could come back. Who knows? But he wouldn't be returning until mid-season roughly anyways. But And they replaced all of those guys with Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner. I think Allen Robinson will be great for the Rams, but I don't think that he overcomes those other losses on offense to make them as good as they were last year. I think them losing 
starting left tackle and a starting guard and not really replacing them over the offseason will be a huge downfall to the team in the future. I believe in Sean McVay to scheme up an offense that will not rely on heavy downfield passing plays and letting Cooper Cup get all those yak yards like he usually does. But yeah, I just don't see it with the Rams this year. I think they'll make the playoffs because the NFC is dog shit, but I just think the Niners are going to be better. I believe in Trey Lance. I think he's going to be great. I just think he's a way better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo immediately. I think that team's going to be healthy. And with Trey Lance being as mobile as he is and as strong as an arm as he has, and then Kittle's back healthy. Debo's going to be good to go for this season. IU finished strong for the year. Their defense is always going to be good. Uh, yeah, I just, Rams won't win the NFC West this year. That is my first hot take for this season. Let's go down to the NFC South now. Um, Atlanta Falcons, one of the worst teams in football right now, that's for sure. I don't think they're going to be the worst team in football, though. Um, you can look at Marcus Mariota as a downgrade at quarterback, and he definitely is, but I think that Arthur, Ar oh my God, I think that Arthur Smith is a smart enough coach to put his players in the best possible positions that they need to be. I think uh, Mariota being mobile athletic quarterback will help the offense out tremendously. Kyle Pitts is a monster. He's going to be killing it this year. They still have Cordero Patterson playing their running back wide receiver hybrid role. They drafted Drake London. Uh, yeah, it's nothing to be like, oh, the Ran or the Falcons are going to be like, oh, they're going to be like a seven-win team. No, they're definitely not going to be a seven-win team. But I think they'll be annoying enough and stay in games and they'll get a couple sneaky wins here and there to not be the for sure worst team in the NFL this year. Now we'll head up to the NFC North with the Packers for my next hot take. Um, with the loss of Devontae Adams and not really replacing him, I mean, they brought in Sammy Watkins, they drafted Christian Watson, uh, Alan Lazard's still there. But again, they don't have that true number one receiver type of guy. I think the Packers are going to rely on the run game a hell of a lot more than they did last year. And that's why I think that the Packers are going to have the top rushing attack uh, for the 2022. I think Matt LaFleur is a smart enough coach to realize, hey, we can't have Aaron pass 35, 40 times a game. And they're going to rely on fuck, their backfield of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. That's one of the better tandems in the league. I won't put them first. I think that's reserved for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But they're right up there. I think that it's going to be... People are going to be expecting one thing from the Packers. And then when they just run it down your throat and they still have Rodgers who can hit every throw on the field still, they will be fine. I think that this will be a very... Good year for the Packers. They will not fall off at all. And yeah, they're going to have the top rushing attack for the 2022 season. For my final hot take, uh, we're going to go to, I was going to say Heinz Field, but now it's, I don't know, Ameritrade, whatever it was. Fuck it. Uh, who cares? Um, stupid field name. I don't know why they got rid of Heinz, but that's beside the point. Um, 
I don't think that Mitch Trubisky is going to be on the hot seat whatsoever this year. Um, I'm not a believer in Kenny Pickett. I think that his last college season, great college season, I think that was mainly because of the wide receiver he was throwing to, Jordan Addison. Um, Yeah, I don't think that Kenny Pickett was one of the better quarterbacks in this draft. Especially for him to go in the first round, that was crazy to me. I had him as QB3, I believe, behind Malik Willis and also Desmond Ritter. Uh, but yeah, I think that Trubisky is a good enough quarterback. He's, he's a good enough starting quarterback anyways. He won't, he won't blow you away. He won't have the flashy passing numbers, but he's athletic. And I think that he's, he's proven in Chicago that with a good team around him, he can succeed. He's a game manager. He's what you want. Like, yeah, he won't lose you games. He won't, but he certainly won't win you any. And I don't think Kenny Pickett is nearly good enough to challenge him at all for the starting quarterback job during the season. And that is my final level one hot take. Now, as we heat things up here, let's see. All right, well, let's go with this level two hot take. Um, I already talked about him a little bit, but Trey Lance, I think he's going to be after this season a top 10 quarterback in the league. Um... If you look at how good that Niners offense has been with, since Kyle Shanahan has been there with Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is a not, I don't want to say a bad quarterback because that's hating on him too much, but he's a, he's like a bottom end game manager for me. He's right, he's right there with Jared Goff in my opinion, but I have seen him way too many times not be able to move the ball at all down the field in playoff games. He is solely reliant on that run game being as, as as effective as it is. And I think with him out of the picture now and Trey Lance stepping in to that offense, he has all the all all of the potential in the world. He's huge, he has a cannon of an arm, he's fast, he's mobile. I just look at what he can do in that Shanahan system running RPOs, read options, all of that stuff that Jimmy G could never do. And I'm excited to watch the Niners offense this year. I think it's going to be so much fun. And by the end of the year, Trey Lance is going to be in the conversation for being a top 10 quarterback in the league. Now, I talked about the Falcons and I talked about Matt Ryan leaving. Now Matt Ryan is with the Indianapolis Colts. My next hot take is... Matt Ryan going to be the best Colts quarterback since Andrew Luck. Uh, now, his competition that he's gone against, Jacoby Brissett, certified bum. Phillip Rivers, who he had a good season there, but it was old Phillip Rivers. And then Carson Wentz, who honestly, Carson Wentz's stats weren't that bad, but he's just such a volatile quarterback where... It is amazing how he can lose you games. It is impressive, honestly, how... What's the word? I don't know. It's... The ways that he lost the Colts games last year was incredible. Like, things just mind-blowingly bad mistakes from a quarterback. And now, yeah, Matt Ryan, who... From 
from what I've heard and what I've read over this offseason has been he has stepped into that Colts locker room and he has been the guy in charge on offense. He knows what's doing. He's calling shots. And I think that's fantastic. I think that they will need that. He has a great receiver in Michael Pittman uh, right now. He has top three running back in the league, Jonathan Taylor, behind a healthy offensive line, hopefully this year. I think Matt Ryan has enough in him still where he's a good pocket quarterback. He can stay in the pocket. He can make the throws. He'll be fine. His issue last year with in Atlanta was that offensive line was terrible and got him killed constantly. Now with the Colts, better offensive line. They'll hold him up. Uh, doesn't really have much receiving talent outside of Pittman. Julio Jones is still a free agent. I'm hoping that he's a training camp addition for them because I think that Julio is a wide receiver too with already some... Uh, some familiarity with Ryan. I think that'll be huge for the Colts. But yeah, I, I'm i a believer in Matt Ryan on the Colts. I think that Matt Ryan is smart enough. He's a smart enough quarterback to not make those bonehead mistakes that Wentz did last year, which cost the Colts a playoff spot in week 17. Or I guess it was week 18. Yeah, we're now 17 game schedule. Huh, would you look at that? Yeah, I I think Matt Ryan's going to do very well for the Colts. I hope he has somewhat of a resurgence this year. But yeah, that's hot take that Matt Ryan will be the best Colts quarterback since Andrew Luck. Now, let's go to the NFC West again, but this time with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, hot take number three for my level twos. Um... Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Keim are both going to be fired by or or before the end of this coming season. Ah, uh, I just don't think Cliff Kingsbury is a very good coach. He starts off hot every year and fizzles away down the stretch. It is awful how how little he changes his scheme towards the end of the year. Teams catch on and he doesn't adjust and he looks like an idiot constantly. They've had talented teams, don't get me wrong, but I, like, Cliff Kingsbury was a losing head coach in college, and he's proved nothing, to me anyways, that he can coach in the NFL. Uh, I believe in Kyler. I think Kyler is super talented. Uh, but yeah, I don't believe in Kingsbury. Uh, with Steve Keim, I think he saved his job by drafting Kyler, number one, after really messing up his pick the year before with Josh Rosen. So he saved his job then, but I don't see him going through another coaching hire that's his decision too. So I think they're both going to be gone together and hopefully with the firings, they can get someone in to keep Kyler there because the Cardinals can't lose Kyler. If, if he leaves, that team is going to be in hell for the next five years, you'd want to say. But, yeah, not a believer in Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, not a believer in Steve Kime. I think their time is done. I think that, yeah, they're not going to, yeah, they're not going to have jobs this time next year. That is my hot take number three. Let's go back down to the NFC South, the Saints. I think the Saints are personally going to win a playoff game this year. Uh, got Jameis coming back. I believe in Jameis. I don't think Jameis is as bad as people say. His The last full season he played, he had the 30 touchdowns and 30 INT season, which 
Honestly, it takes a special quarterback to do that, if we're being honest. Um, yeah, he just needs to cut down on the turnovers. I think he's gotten smarter. I think his year behind Breeze and with Sean Payton definitely helped his progression. And you look at that Saints receiving core right now. They got, hopefully, Michael Thomas is back. Uh, they got Jarvis Landry, and they just drafted Chris Olave. That Those are three very good NFL receivers. We, when you have Jarvis Landry as your wide receiver three, you're doing pretty damn well. Um, I'm still defense, still loaded. I I believe in the Saints. I believe in Jameis. I think that they'll come second in that division. They'll win a wild card game, and they will surprise a bunch of teams this year. Yeah, Saints winning a playoff game. That is That is the hot take. The next hot take I have... This is something for you Dolphins fans out there. Uh, I think Jalen Phillips is going to have a 12-sack year. I think he's... At the start of the year, Flores misused him so much at the start of the season. It hurt to watch him drop back in the coverage. I don't know how you look at what he did on Miami. Uh, Miami Hurricanes, I should say with what he did in college, and it's like, yeah, we're going to drop that guy back in the coverage. Bonehead move never never made sense. He broke the Dolphins' rookie sack record. He didn't even start for us most, most games. He wasn't even on the field for half the time on defense. With him being a full starter now, with our D-line looking like Ogba on one end... Wilkins in the middle with rather Siler or Davis next to him and then Phillips on the other side. I think Phillips is going to take over as the best edge rusher on this team and he will have a 12-sack season, which would be absolutely monstrous for him. I'm really hoping he does. I believe in him a lot. I think he's special. And I mean, of course, I think he's special. I'm a Dolphins fan, but 12-sack season incoming for Jalen Phillips. Watch out. And for my last level two hot takes, I will, I'll go with, hmm, let's see. I think that the Bengals will miss the playoffs this year. Now you were saying, oh my God, they made the Super Bowl last year. They did. Yeah, I think their defense carried them heavily throughout that playoff run. Nothing against the offense. The offense did their job when they needed to. It was run well. Their offensive line was obviously terrible for them. They've improved there. Uh, Yeah, this is nothing against the Bengals' offense. I think they're going to have one of the better offenses in the NFL this year. I don't know how you look at a receiving trio of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, with Joe Mixon at running back, and... Oh, fuck. Who did they just get at tight end? Uh, Let me... Check that super quick. Oh my god, this is bugging me because they lost Uzama. Oh, they have Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is who they got, who honestly might be better than Uzama. Maybe. I think he's more athletic anyways. We'll see what he can do for them in the run game. But uh, yeah, that offense is special. I'm just looking at the defense, and I don't think that they're going to have that crazy run they did last year their defense is still going to be pretty good but I think they're good I think the Bengals are going to be in a lot of shootouts this season I think they're going to be able to win a lot but I think the AFC is so loaded this year that they they will be out of the playoffs unfortunately it's just one of those years where 
There's too many good teams in the AFC, and some good teams have to be left out, unfortunately. So yeah, Bengals will miss the playoffs for the 2022 season. Moving on to some level three takes here. Um, I'm going to start with this one. I think the Lions have, again, these are the hottest of takes I'm going to have, but Lions could make playoffs. Eh, again, it's it's hard to say, but you look at that Lions offense on paper, one of the better offensive lines in the league, Jared Goff, capable quarterback. That's all I'll say about him. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I think he's very good. Jamal Williams is a great second running back in relief. Uh, the receiving core, they got... Just drafted Jamison Williams. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was amazing for them last year. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, who I think is one of the better tight ends in the league. All, all around tight ends. He's a great blocker, good receiver. And then uh, they also, yeah, they signed DJ Chark, who's just a f- burner. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for Jared Goff being their quarterback, they might have one of the better offenses on paper. I think the questions come on defense with them. Uh, a lot of it, if Jeff Okuda could live up to his draft hype, then that defense could be pretty damn good if he lives up to being that true number one lockdown corner. And then Aiden Hutchinson, if he has the... If he plays as well as his potentials up to... The players love Dan Campbell. They love to play for him. That guy is a football guy to a T. He's one of those guys who, yeah, he pumps you up. You don't have to be a football fan. He, yeah, He's a quote machine. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves playing for him. The, fuck, the Lions were one of the worst teams last year, and they played in a ton of close games against teams. Uh, they almost took the Ravens. Oh, they almost beat the Ravens if it wasn't for a Justin Tucker record or 60-plus. Did he break the record on that field goal? He might have. I I know it was a 60-yarder, but the Lions played teams hard last year, and they got better. If Jared Goff can be decent, I think the offense could be pretty damn good. I think the defense will be... has its holes in it but they have players I think that and again playing in the NFC it's a lot easier to make the playoffs Lions could surprise some people you never know for my final hot take let's go to the AFC East let's go with the New York Jets and let's say hmm I can see them starting out 0-10 for the year I really hope this finds Jets Twitter like, honestly, because I would love for people to get mad at me about this. But if you look at their first 10 games, <coughs> sorry, if you look at their first 10 games, they play the Ravens week one, loss, the Browns week two. That is interesting because uh, Jacoby Brissett should be playing, but... Again, the, it's a good roster that the Browns have. So that's probably the only chance I'd give them to win in the first 10 weeks. And I still think they're going to lose because they're the Jets. And they always lose, of course. Uh, they play the Bengals week three, loss. Steelers week four, loss. Dolphins week five, of course that's a loss. Packers week six, loss. 
Broncos week seven, loss. Patriots week eight, loss. Bills week nine, loss. Patriots again week 10. And then they play the Bears, who the Bears are terrible. Jets should beat them. But also, Jets fans, before you actually get mad... This isn't, uh, oh, he's a Dolphins fan. He hates the Jets, but it's unbiased. No, I just think that the team, you guys got dealt a really shitty fucking schedule. Like, you are playing a bunch of really good teams to start the year. And I think, again, your offensive line, good. I like your running backs. You have a good receiving core. I honestly, I'm a big fan of Robert Sala and what he's going to do with that defense. I think Sauce Gardner is a lockdown corner. I think that Carl Lawson and Jermaine Johnson and Quinnen Williams on that defensive line is going to be very good. But I don't believe in Zach Wilson. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't know what you guys watched last year to have hope in him, but holy shit was he bad. And that's the only reason why I don't think the Jets are going to do that well this year is because that Zach Wilson is not a good NFL quarterback. And I'm going to stick by that. Yeah, Jets are going to start 0-10 this year. I would love to see that happen. That would be so funny to me. All the Jets fans being like, oh, we're making playoffs this year. No, the fuck you're not. Oh, we're going to get seven wins. Very doubtful. You might get four. And that's not, that's nothing against the roster. I think Joe Douglas has built a very good roster. I just think Zach Wilson is a bad quarterback. And there's nothing you can do about that, unfortunately, until you draft one next year again. Poor Zach Wilson. Okay, now let's transition over to some NFL awards discussions. What one should I start with? Let's start with the boring one. Comeback player of the year. So... I'm going to give, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give my, who I think is going to win the award, and then I'll give a dark horse. Um, Yeah, so starting with Comeback Player of the Year, um, yeah, I think Jameis Winston is going to win Comeback Player of the Year. I think that Saints team, very good. I think Winston is going to put up some very good numbers this year. He's always been a gunslinger. I think the Saints are going to make the playoffs, and I think all of that together is going to have Winston as the comeback player of the year after... God, when was the last time he actually started? Would it would have been the 2019 season? Yeah. yeah. Jameis Winston just didn't play during COVID, apparently. But yeah, I think, yeah. I think Jameis Winston, comeback player of the year. Um, As a dark horse for this, it's a little weird, like... To find a guy that's like, oh, who's a guy that's coming back who no one's really talking about. But I think the guy, and maybe Jets fans, I'll get back on your good side of this one. But uh, I really like Carl Lawson as a really uh, as a really deep down dark horse candidate. Um, God, I bet I bet him at plus ten thousand. I think to win comeback player of the year, and he's coming off an Achilles injury, which is really tough, but. I think that he's going to be the best edge rusher on that team. And, God, if he can get 10 sacks on the year, he might have an outside chance of getting comeback player of the year. Again, dark horse, I got him at plus 10,000. I think that's good value, but we shall see. Um, Moving on, we'll go to some offensive rookie of the year. So my offensive rookie of the year winner is going to be James Cook. Uh, James Cook, the Buffalo Bills uh, rookie running back, who 
I know a bunch of Dolphins fans wanted. I wanted him too. Um, I'm excited to watch the Bills this year. Maybe I shouldn't say that as a Dolphins fan, but the Bills are fucking good. They're very good. And I think them getting a proper running back, I think James Cook is already RB1 for them. I think he's better than Singletary. He's better than Duke Johnson. I think he will succeed with Josh Allen in that offense. And yeah, I think he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, My dark horse, also James Cook. His odds are not in the top 10 for... Uh, for Offensive Rookie of the Year right now. I don't know why. Um, maybe I'm overthinking th- it a lot, but it's like, Bill's going to be one of the best teams in the league, one of the best offenses. He'll be the number one running back, in my opinion. I just, yeah, he's the dark horse, but he's also my my pick to win the award this year. Uh, yeah, we can move on to defensive or Defensive Rookie of the Year right now. Um... So my defensive rookie of the year is going to be Kayvon Thibodeau uh, for the Giants. So he was actually my number one player in the draft last year. I think his concerns of maturity and effort were baseless, really. Uh, that dude's a freak. I think that he is the has the highest potential for any of the edge rushers who were drafted this year. I think he's ready to play immediately because when you look at a guy like Trayvon Walker, who was the number one overall pick, I think his floor is very low, ceiling very high, where I think Thibodeau has a very high floor and also a very high ceiling. Um, Playing for the Giants, he's going to be the main edge rusher on that team. Yeah, with Thibodeau playing next to Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, and then uh, Aziz Ojolari on the other outside rushing with him, I think he's going to have a very good year. I think he's going to immediately make an impact for that defense week one. I'm excited to see what he does for the Giants. I'm really excited to watch his NFL career. I think he's going to be a hell of a player for them. So he's going to be my defensive rookie of the year pick. Uh, My dark horse for defensive rookie of the year uh, is... God, I'm going to butcher his name, and I'm so sorry. Uh, Arnold Ibikidi, I think that's how you say it, who got drafted by the Falcons. Uh, yeah, so his odds right now are at plus 4,500 on FanDuel, and he's the only solid pass rusher on the Falcons right now. Obviously, he's a rookie. He's unproven, but if he does what he's supposed to do as a high draft pick, yeah, he has an opportunity to be the best player on that defensive line for the Falcons immediately. I think he'll have the opportunities for sure. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not he puts it together, but that's why he's a dark horse candidate. Uh, let's go... Oh, let's see. Uh, let's go with Defensive Player of the Year next. Um, my Defensive Player of the Year candidate, we're going to go with Micah Parsons. Uh Again, I think a lot of it, Mike Parsons had such an incredible rookie season last year. I think he's going to be a stud again. They're going to use him off the edge, in coverage. He can do it all. He's fantastic athlete, fantastic football player. And honestly, playing for the Cowboys definitely helps. I think with the national media still voting on the awards, him being a Cowboy helps him win that award. Uh yeah, I don't think I have to say much about it. Micah Parsons, Defensive Player of the Year next year. Uh, for a dark horse. Going back to Miami with this one. 
No, it's not Xavier Howard. No, it's not. I was going to say Emmanuel Ogba, but he will, he won't ever contend. But no, we're going to go with another second year player, Javon Holland. Right now, Javon Holland isn't even listed on the odds, which makes me really mad because I think he's already a top five safety in the league. Uh, I just looked at the game-breaking plays he made in the secondary in the backfield last year, and I just think he's a special, special player. Now, again, Dark Horse, he's not even listed on FanDuel's ranking, or... FanDuel's list for Defensive Player of the Year candidates, but I think Javon Holland is going to cement himself as one of the better safeties in football this year, and he's going to be... Oh, I don't want to say the leader of the Dolphins' defense because I think that's Xavier Howard, but he's just going to be such a difference maker for us this year, and I am so excited to see what he has to do on the field. But yeah, Javon Holland, dark horse for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, moving on to Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, yeah, my pick's going to be Justin Jefferson. They, Vikings are finally moving in a pass-happy offense, according to reports this season. And I think that's just going to benefit Justin Jefferson so much. I already think he's a top five receiver in the league. Arguably top three, but I won't get into that right now. But... If the Vikings are spreading the ball around, they have uh, Jefferson, Thielen, uh, well, what's the name of their tight end? Uh, that's going to bug me. Irv Smith. God damn it, it's Irv Smith. But yeah, so they have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, hopefully Irv Smith can finally carve a role into this offense pretty successfully, but... Uh, yeah, I think Justin Jefferson is going to win Offensive Player of the Year. I think he's going to lead the league in receiving yards this, this year, and I'm excited to watch to see what the Vikings offense can do now that they've so-called unleashed themselves, but we shall see. Uh, for a dark horse for Offensive Player of the Year, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. So I've talked about him in my hot takes already. Uh, I think the Packers, again, they're going to lead the league in rushing, according to me. I think Aaron Jones is going to be a huge part of that. Uh, running the ball, I think he's going to be one of the focal points for the passing attack for Rodgers, too. He's going to have a ton of touches if he stays healthy. I think, yeah, he's definitely a serious dark horse to win Offensive Player of the Year. Aaron Jones. And finally, MVP. Now, this isn't much of a flashy pick. Josh Allen. I think the Bills are going to be the best team in football this year. I think the Bills' offense is going to be very good, again, as it was last season. I think Allen, Allen playing the Chiefs in the playoffs last year, that finally got him to, oh, holy shit, he is a legit elite NFL quarterback. And I think if he rides that high into the season, he will be, he will be the front runner for... The majority of the season. I don't see him falling off whatsoever. Josh Allen's my pick for MVP. Now as a dark horse. This feels weird to say, but I have Lamar Jackson as a dark horse candidate. Now you might be saying, oh, what are you talking about? He's fucking Lamar Jackson. He won an MVP already. And it's, he's, he, his odds right now are surprisingly low. 
I don't know why, but he's not even listed as a top 10 option right now for MVP. So, which I think is extremely disrespectful to him. I think he's still a top five quarterback in the league. I think that he's pissed off. I think this Ravens team is going to be healthy this year and they're going to prove a lot of people wrong. And yeah, he's going to kill it like he did two years ago when he won his unanimous MVP. He's going to be that same Lamar again and I can't wait to watch the Ravens this this coming season. Well, I think that's just going to wrap it up for the end of this episode. Uh, If you listen to this first episode... Honestly, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it'll get better. It'll get better, I promise. Um, but I'm going to enjoy doing this. I am excited that I'm finally building myself a platform to talk about something that I love so dearly. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. This should be this should be good. Uh, yep, stay tuned for uh, in August. I'm going to be dropping my division previews, overviews, how I feel each team's outlook is going to be for the upcoming season. And yeah, until next time, um, thank you for watching and listening. Uh, Please subscribe, follow on all the socials uh, at cover underscore zero pod on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, thank you so much. All right. Peace.